Well, good day, everybody. Welcome to the 20s Podcast. This is a resource for young leaders trying to navigate their way through the journey of church work. This is the place where we get honest, we get very practical, and we just hope that it helps you along the way. Let's get into it. What's going on, podcast family? It's Tyler Wooten, as always. Hey, so honored you would take another moment to listen and to just uh, lean into this conversation. And we just truly hope and pray, uh, the team and I here, that this equips you, encourages you, resources you as you continue to navigate leadership in your 20s. Because your boy knows leadership is hard enough, but especially that first decade or so of leadership, it just has natural challenges. But I'm here today with the one and only Pastor Ryan De La Rosa. Hey, bro, say what's up to the fam. What's going on, fam? How are we doing? My name is Ryan. Nice to meet you guys. I'm looking forward to this. I love uh, Pastor Ryan so much, man. We go back at this point, and he just exited his 20s, and um, he is, come on, 30 now. Welcome to the Dirty 30s Club. Uh, <laughs> 30 and thriving, bro. 30 yes, and thriving. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I just, I have so much respect for you and your leadership, and of course, you know, we're boys and and I love you dearly and we're family, um, but I've also gotten the honor and the opportunity to partner with you and your uh, ministry uh, on multiple occasions. And he pastors an incredible ministry uh, based there in South Texas in the RGV area called Marked. And if you uh, just want to be inspired by somebody who has incredible vision and an incredible work ethic to go along with that and character, of course, uh, and a true passion and love for Jesus and his people. Look up Marked RGV. Um, also, he has an incredible devotional called Marked. As, as you can tell, he is marked by this word Marked, which I love. <laughs> it's a power, powerful word and concept. And I had the honor of, of writing the foreword for that. And he's also a realtor. He's an entrepreneur in that area and crushing the game. He also uh, doesn't just lead uh, you know, these organizations and business, he also serves on multiple teams there, um, worship, you know, and, and the, the list goes on uh, down there at Cross Church, an incredible ministry. And um, do, I mean, do I stop there? Do I keep going with everything else you're involved with? Or, or is that is that <laughs> is that sufficient? I mean, you you are just doing so many things for for the kingdom and for, for uh, so many of God's people, man. And I'm pumped to jump straight into this conversation, if that sounds good with you. Dude, let's do it, for sure. I'm excited. Come on. Well, I was thinking, man, just a handful of leaders who, you know, are just, you know, in, in that first, um, just, I'm not even going to say you're in your first season because you've been around the game for a minute, but just who who isn't too uh disconnected from from that first season um at, at, you know I would say the same thing about myself you know here I am going on 33 and so I remember just like it was yesterday what it was like to lead you know in in your 20s and just the challenges and and the things that come with that and so I was thinking about a handful of people who just have a good grasp on that and man of course you came to mind immediately and I just want to ask you man I want to kind of walk you through uh, mm -hmm. just some dialogue on uh, just a couple essential things that we need to have when it comes to leading in our 20s. And those of you listening to this, you know that these principles still apply when you're, 
you know, in your 70s, you know, at leading. However, there's just a couple of things that I really feel like we need to lock in on when it comes to leading in your 20s. So, brother, what was the first thought that you had? The very first thing, maybe not of the utmost importance necessarily, um, but just one of the couple of things that you thought of when it comes to leading in your 20s. What's an essential? You know, I think as a 20, between 20 to 29 years old, you're really trying to find yourself. And you're really trying to build yourself and having yourself ready to get into your 30s. And I think one of the characteristics that every leader needs in his 20s, in her in her 20s, mm-hmm. is vision. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that the people perish without vision. And I truly believe that vision is so important. And it is one of the biggest, if not the greatest necessity that every leader needs. And I like when, when, you know, when, you know, you can be led by someone who has vision. Mm-hmm. All of these things that you've mentioned are things because of vision. They are responsible because they are responsible because I've entrusted the Lord to say, God, can you give me something that I can handle? But can you also give me the vision that you have for my life to steward? And every leader, whether you're a believer or not a believer, they do carry vision. They have vision to become a successful entrepreneur. They have vision to become a great leader in their families, in their home, in their businesses. And I believe with all of my heart that the reason why so many leaders do not succeed in their life is because they don't have vision. Every year, I always take the beginning of every year, whether it be in real estate or with a church, to do a vision board. Yes. Like this is what... This is something that I always do every year. And basically you just get a piece of cardboard, you get a magazine and you just cut up and you you just kind of declare and you kind of profess that this is what my year is going to look like. This is the vision that I have for my year. And last year, my vision was to become an author and that happened. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that when you give power to the vision that you want to set forth in your life, it will come to pass because this is where you see yourself going, but you have to get there. It's not so much as you just saying, okay, well, this is what I see and I'm just going to let it come to me. Absolutely not. You have to work for the vision that you have. You have to work for the vision that's been given to you. If you serve in church, you're serving under a leadership. You're serving under the vision of your leadership. You have to work with your pastor, with your church community to be able to steward the vision that God has given them. If you're in a business, you have a vision to reach numbers, to reach goals, to reach an influence, to reach um, masses of people to buy your product, to look into you, to say, hey, listen, why is it that I could count on you? You have to envision yourself, but you have to give them the work. You have to give them the ethic. They have to be able to say, I can choose this person because they put in the work. They put in the time. They mm-hmm. are responsible. If I can, if they can handle their own vision, that means that I can trust them with my business. I can trust them with my work. I can trust them with my, with my company. Yes, exactly. Because a byproduct of vision is discipline. You Absolutely. Know, about this last time on the, on the podcast, but you know, show me somebody with, or it was a different podcast. Show me, you know, show me somebody with no vision. I'll show, I'll show you someone with no discipline and vice versa. Show me, you, you said it best, man. You know, the Bible, you know, teaches and preaches itself. You know, people perish without vision. They run without restraint. They have no confines or, you know, discipline to their life. And I love how you're going old school, man, with an old school vision board. There's power in that. It's not some 
weird, like wizardry type type stuff. You know, I, I, I've talked to some Christians before and they're like, man, I don't want to do that. I just want to solely get in prayer. I'm like, I t- completely agree with that. You, you should start. Everything should start bathed and bathed in prayer. Absolutely. But the way that, that God set up our brain and we don't have really time to, you know, time to really get into this, but there's something called a reticular activating system, an RAS. And you drift towards that, which you are familiar with as well, the law of familiarity. And usually the law of familiar familiarity, goodness, that's a word. Uh, usually it, it, it means that you drift toward that which you are comfortable with, but there's something in our mind or our brain, once again, called an RAS. And it's a little pea-sized thing in the set up, set up in the middle somewhere. And it's the thing that, you know, allows us or kind of, kind of motivates us um, to drift towards that, which we are subconsciously processing. If we think mm-hmm. about our mind, you know, our cognitive, our conscious rather, is like the uh, captain of the ship. And our subconscious is like the crew of the ship. And even when the conscious or the captain isn't working, the crew is still at work because of the order that the captain told it to, you know, pursue. So that's what the RAS does. And so my my point with all that, I encourage you to go study it. I'm not going to geek out too much more. But (laughs) (laughs) the point of a vision board is this. If you see it consistently each and every day, you are subconsciously making decisions out of a place of discipline and motivation, drifting towards that which you have become familiar with. So if you have a magazine article cut out and it talks about being an author, you know, you see that consistently and you don't realize you are making subconscious decisions and you are disciplined in greater ways because you have become familiar with that thing. You know, now we could talk much more about this, but it is just a fascinating way that the Lord has set up our human brain to drift towards that, you know, which, you know, so having an old school vision board, having a word for the year, I'm like you, we take, you know, a time at the beginning of each year or at the end of the year prior and just seek a word and have that word consistently in front of us. And I've went old school as well, you know, written out, um, you know, paragraphs of, you know, what I desire for my future, what I sense for my future. And I write it. This is a good exercise. I write it as if I were living it real time. That's an exercise I do with some of my, my clients. I have you know, I encourage the vision board concept as well. But the point is having it in front of you consistently. And it's not some weird wizardry stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's, just <laughs> it's effective. And of course, like I said, not ever negating or neglecting prayer. You're exactly right. So yeah. having vision. So how would you say you uh, kind of gathers not the right word, but um, g- gain that vision? H- how do you, uh, obtain uh, obtain it uh, what do you do is it prayer is it just being motivated by the last book you read watching the show i mean what is uh, kind of bring some of that spiritual uh, a part into it as well and, and and kind of break down some of the practical things that you do what does it look like for ron de la rosa to get vision for his life uh specifically in the year coming up 
You know, that's such a good question because this is where relationships are so important. I always surround myself with people who can empower me to have vision for my future. This is why so many people die, not to not having vision, but they also die relationally because they don't choose to surround themselves with people who can feed into their potential. And I'm just going to honor, you know, I, I really want to take the time to honor my pastor, Pastor Abram, because when I was young, he fed into me vision. He fed into me ideas. He fed into me, you know, sermons and podcasts and books and pastors that I was never introduced to when I was little. And because of all of these men and women of God, they were able to feed into me. It's like, hey, I can do something like that. Hey, I can write a book like that. Hey, I can host a conference and build a, a clothing brand like that. And it's just like, for example, our relationship between me and you, you helped inspire me to keep going and keep pushing regardless of how I'm feeling. And that's why I think it's so important to have vision, be, and uh, not just to have vision, but to also have relationships who can help push you that's to right. the next level of your life. I remember when we first did our first call during nights of impartation, you know, you had spoken a, a, an encouraging word over my life. And you said, you know, God's just ready to do, God's just ready to take you bigger and higher. Mm. And to me, that moment, it marked me because that's when we started our internship program for Mark. And because of all of that, you gave me vision, you helped give me vision and you pushed me to become better, wiser, stronger, and to keep going when I didn't want to. And a lot of times, I'm sorry, I'm getting over this little, this little coal here. Uh, bro, but, I'm, I'm, I'm covering <laughs> up my mouth, leaning away from the mic, clearing my throat. It's, it's that right? season as well. Put your mask on, bro. I don't want you to get you sick. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm joking. I'm joking. But <clears throat> I think it's important, though, Pastor Tyler, that when we want to have vision, not only is it important that we surround ourselves relationally with the right people, but we have to ask God for the vision for our life. You know, so often we like to, there's this old quote that I'm sure you're well aware of, but it says, Tell God your plan. Like, I'm sorry, the way to make God laugh is to tell him what you're doing. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's just one of the most funniest quotes ever. But it's true. We have a plan for our life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't know what we're doing. But when God grabs a hold of us, when a person that we never expected to come cross paths with us ends up coming into our life, Vision is ignited. Exactly. Vision is stirred. Vision is doing things that we didn't think we were going to do, but I'm going to have the power, the faith, the hope to do those things. And it's not, we, we, we like to make vision such a very, I wouldn't say a disorganizational thing, but it's, it, it, there is organization and vision. Vision just doesn't come out of nowhere. Vision doesn't just say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this today. No. Like you said, vision takes discipline. And you have to be able to have the discipline to have the vision, to carry the vision, to steward the vision. That's right. Eventually, if you're not careful, your vision will blind you. And that's where pride comes in. 
because you think you're all that. You think you're going to be the hot shot. If you do this, that is not the case. We have to learn to be humble. We have to learn to honor. And in that, we have to be careful that it doesn't blind us to the point where we lose our vision. It's so true, which is why it's so important to have people around you. And here's the thing, just like you said, you know, God can use people sometimes, oftentimes to speak, you know, vision uh, into your life, whether it's from just an encouraging word or, or you know, a, a word of prophecy. Um, but he also, through the vision that he gives you, he will also use that vision to rally people around you. Because yeah. in Habakkuk 2, it talks about writing the vision, making it plain. And then, you know, the in other words, and it goes on to talk about like the right people when they hear it, they'll begin to rally, right? And so mm -hmm. you get surround. Here's the good news about vision from God is that, or just any vision at all, it will rally people around you. But of course, we're kingdom people. So we believe that God speaks a clear vision on our lives. So we get a God vision for our lives, not just a good vision, but a God vision. It will rally the right people around us. So for those of us who you know are listening to this today and you say, man, I don't have people, man, just I encourage you to get vision for your life and watch what God will send your way. He'll send you mm -hmm. people because people are always our greatest resource, our greatest asset, encouragement, right? And we are built for connection. And so man, yeah. vision does wonders in our lives. That's such a good good point. And I know you and I could talk this point all day. <laughs> I, I keep telling people that I talk to you, I'm like, man, 10 minutes, we're going to go 10 minutes. Then I'm like, man, I keep getting these preachers on these calls. And, you know, two preachers talking, we can't go 10 minutes. We talk 10 <laughs> minutes on our favorite coffee, right? So, <laughs> so we'll talk hours. Like if you mean you, if we were just to sit down and honest conversation with Pastor Tyler and Ryan, dude, that'd be like the best conversation ever. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we should come back and do a long format. That'd be a lot of fun. I hear that's a, that would be. That's a hot thing nowadays. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. So number two, what's the second leadership essential that you would say is important? Honest, I think the second most important thing to have is having accountability. Yeah. If you are not submitted and if you're not under a covering that can help you grow, you will eventually do whatever you want to do and you will get in trouble. I think during my years as a 20-year-old, I always wanted covering. I always wanted mentorship. I always wanted someone to help me grow. And there were seasons where I didn't have a lot of people. There were seasons where... I just kept doing the same thing over and over again. And I found myself in such a dark place where I needed not only the Lord, but I needed someone to come in and help me. And I really do believe that it's very important that as a young leader, you, if you are planted in a church, I would encourage you to stay planted until God has called you to go somewhere else. But here's one of the things that I've seen, uh, Pastor Tyler, that a lot of times, whenever, going back to vision really quickly, whenever people have a vision for their life saying, this is what I'm called to do, I'm going to do it regardless of who says no. Well, hold on. If you cannot accept someone's no, then you're not really ready to become a leader. A lot of times so that's constructive criticism. That's staying under accountability. That's staying under, you know, uh, you're submitting yourself under a healthy leadership that knows the rights and wrongs for you. Right. And I'm going to use this story just because it recently happened. 
but I had a young man who was in his 20s and he had a vision for his life. He was called to preach. He was called, you know, to pastor. And he says, I'm going to be a great leader. And I said, great. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. But you're not ready for it. And he looks at me very perplexed and he's like, well, what do you think? Like, why am I not ready? Like, what is it about me that you don't, that you don't see? It's like, because you're very, you get offended for everything. Yeah. Everything you say doesn't make sense. It's a character you have to thing. know. Yeah. It's a character thing. It's it not so much gifting character. or even anointing. It's just the right time on, on, on when you're appointed to do it. And, and God is so good to send pastors in our lives, you know, to be able to have some insight to our character and you know because there, there there's protection and covering you aren't doing it to hold them back like just out of a weird you know vendetta type thing you were doing it it was protection it was like yeah. hey man if you step out now you'll crush the thing or the, the thing will crush you it's protection mm-hmm. and you know sometimes people don't really listen you know what i'm saying it's like this is where maturity and this is where character comes in but again, you know, I had told him, I don't think you're ready to become a pastor. I don't think your character is at the level that you say that you are, because everything that is voiced out of your mouth is not what your actions reflect. You get offended easily. You like to argue. You like to win the argument. And your anger shows more than peace. So, of course, he just looked at me with this face like of confusion. I'm like, but if you feel like you're ready, by all means, I will bless you out. And I will thank you for your service. And you can do whatever you want to do. And often, and this is what eventually what happened was that he ended up becoming a youth pastor. And shortly after he stepped down two months because he couldn't handle the responsibility and the load of what his, yeah, of his vision that he supposedly got. And so, you know, if you're a young leader out there and you're hearing this, I want to just encourage you, please submit to your covering. And if you feel like your boss, your pastor, your leader is undermining your value, think of it as you're not ready. Or if you feel like they really are undermining your value, pray about it. Give it to God and transition to a church where you feel like you can be valued. Yeah, that's right. There are those situations too. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you never know you never know the situation until you ask. And so many times leaders do not want to ask, but that shows responsibility of a good character. What is it about me that you don't see? Or is it me? Or you know, you have so many people that can ask you those questions. And if the leader is honest, if the leader is very sincere, if the leader is very straightforward and say, Well, listen, you're not ready. That's why I'm saying no for you to go preach somewhere. Well, you know what? You're not ready. You don't have the finances to sustain a clothing business. Well, you know what? You're not ready because you don't have the liter- the literary experience, but you don't also have the experience in life to write a book. There's always a reason for them to say no. And that's what being accountable. That's what accountable is. Saying no is not saying no to your future. It's just saying no in the moment. That's right. Timing I've had so many people tell me no. And of course, my pastor said, no, you're not ready. No, we don't want you to do that just yet. No, we feel like that's not for you at this time. And looking back at it now, it's like, God, you were developing me. God, you were helping me become and you were helping me grow. And I'm still in the process of growing. I still have plans. I still have projects that I want to get done. But at the end of the day, 
I have to submit to the no and I have to submit to the yes. That's right. That's incredible. Absolutely, man. And I'm a hundred percent with you. And here's the thing for those listening who, man, you're like, I leaned into a pastor when they said no. And to this day, you're convinced that they got it wrong. Here's the good news about God is that God saw your hearts to be held accountable and to submit to covering, which is seemingly is a Christian cuss word now, submission. Mm-hmm. But God God will reward you for those days when your heart was pure to submit. You're not going to miss the will of God for your life because you had endeavored to you know, have that type of covering. Uh, God, God's going to pay you back. God's just so good and so gracious. He'll make up the time lost. Uh, just keep your heart pure, uh, you know, submit. And, and you know, there. I'm, I'm like you. There have been times that I've, you know, pursued something when I, you know, out of timing and mm-hmm. out of covering. And, man, when you can pursue something under covering in the right time, there's just a blessing that comes with it that cannot be um, cannot be supplemented simply by skill set. Look, you might have all the skills that it takes. You know, we're, we're praying through some stuff right now. And, you know, we feel like, man, because of experience, because of the training and the covering that I've had, I feel like there are some things that I, that I could, but should I, you know, am I ready? Yeah. Is my character ready? And like you said, you, you talked about the load. It, it, it's weight. You know, you might be able to handle certain responsibilities, certain responsibilities, but there's a weight that comes with the next season and the timing of it, it's so key. And oftentimes God will send you pastors and fathers and mothers and coverings that will continue to help you discern the timing of the season. Everything has a time, right? Yeah. And so, man, that is such a brilliant point. And I have about 18 files that have opened up in my mind um, in your, <laughs> you know, in your response that, we might need to just just uh, save for another day. And um, brother, any closing remarks, any just words, quick word of encouragement to those leading in the 20s? I know you kind of just hit some stuff, but uh, just any thought whatsoever you just want to leave for those who are who are out there, maybe even struggling with vision or, you know, struggling with the accountability piece. And which I understand because, you know, there there's there has been some pain and misstewardship when it comes to covering. And I even since that even prophetically right now, there are some watching this or listening to this that are like, man, I tried to, you know, stay covered, but I was done wrong, um, wrongly, you know, and um, I mean, the point, the point still remains Mm -hmm. that we need to have covering, but I just, I sensed that, you know, there, there, there are two different ways we could take that point, uh, which you hit on a lot of that. So any words of encouragement, any closing remarks? Yeah, you know, I would just say, you know, in agreement with you, there's always going to be some hurt because of our covering. And I remember at one point, my old senior pastor told me no to receive mentorship for from my old youth pastor. And that hurt me. And I felt like, well, you don't want me to grow anymore. And eventually, you know, I did it, you know, under unforeseen circumstances because I needed mentorship at that moment and that season. But if you're listening, you know, to the sound of my voice or Pastor Tyler's voice and you feel like you're being hurt or you feel like what you're experiencing 
in church or in business or wherever you're at, whatever you're doing as a leader, I just want to remind you and encourage you that God is your vindicator mm-hmm. and he does care for you a lot. You know, and I don't know why that word, God is our vindicator. God will fight for us. You are not alone. He says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is with you till the end of the days. And if you are right now experiencing church hurt because of your covering, I would encourage you to give it to the Lord. And I would start praying and I would say, God, where is it that you want me to go? If you do not want me to be here submitted to this covering anymore, please close it and direct me to a church that will love and appreciate and cover me and will help me grow as an individual. And I can guarantee you, if you are faithful with the Lord, and I know the Lord is faithful to us, he will answer our call and he will do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just need to say, God, I- I'm tired. Close this door. And I can guarantee you that God will close the door. And we just got to be waiting on God and we got to be patient about it. But for every young leader out there trying to trying to do, you know, who they want to like, trying to strive to be the leader that they want to be, trying to strive to be the preacher and the entrepreneur and everyone that they're called to be in the Lord, do not give up. Mm-hmm. There is hope for you. If you have not seen it now, you will see it in your 30s. And even if you don't see it in your 30s, you'll see it in your 40s. Mm-hmm. God always takes his time for his masterpieces. And God's best work is always seen in the dark. Always remember that. So good. Trust the process. Amen. Uh, a great book, great resource to read. Tell of Three Kings. The Tell of Three Kings. Love that. We could talk whole another episode on that book. <laughs> Pastor Ryan, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for taking your time today and just instilling your wisdom and, you know, revelation, you know, in us. And uh, we're just really encouraged by this call. Really appreciate you. Of course, my mind. I appreciate you. I love you. I honor you. I respect you. I have so much. Sorry about that. Let me, you know, it always takes a bad moment to ruin, you know, <laughs> but I, I appreciate you, bro. I love you, man. I'm so thankful for you. And I'm so thankful that God is blessing you. And I'm really excited to hear who's going to be blessed from this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I honor you, like I said, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, feelings mutual, man. Can't wait to be with you guys here later on this year. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. And I'm pumped. Y'all be sure to connect with Pastor Ryan on all the platforms. You can just Google his name and it'll pop up. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I almost made a dumb. No, one. really. My number will pop up too and everything will pop up. Just Google <laughs> yeah, my right. name. Uh, maybe his mugshot soon. I'm just kidding. That's that's me. No, no, no. Oh. well hey everybody thank you so much for jumping on the 20s podcast again we just hope and pray that you were encouraged and can't wait to see you next time peace